Romans chapter 4. What then will we say that Abraham, our ancestor, has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not toward God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and that was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to the one who works, the reward is not counted as grace, but as something owed. But to the one who does not work, but believes in the one who justifies the ungodly, their faith is accounted for righteousness. Even as David also pronounces blessing on the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whom the Lord will by no means charge with sin. Is this blessing then pronounced only on the circumcised or on the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it counted? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. He received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had while he was in uncircumcision, that he might be the ancestor of all those who believe, though they might be in uncircumcision, that righteousness also be accounted to them. He is the ancestor of circumcision to those who were not only of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our ancestor Abraham, which he had in uncircumcision. For the promise to Abraham and to his offspring that he would be heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is made of no effect. For the law produces wrath. For where there is no law, neither is there disobedience. For this cause it is of faith, that it may be according to grace, to the end that the promise may be sure to all the offspring, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the ancestor of us all. As it is written, I have made you an ancestor of many nations. This in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead, and call the things that are not as though they are, against hope. Abraham in hope believed, to the end that he might become an ancestor of many nations. According to that which had been spoken, so will your offspring be. Without being weakened in faith, he did not consider his own body, already having been worn out, he being about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet looking to the promise of God, he did not waver through unbelief, but grew strong through faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Therefore, it was also credited to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written that it was accounted to him for his sake alone, but for our sake also, to whom it will be accounted. 
who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up for our trespasses and was raised for our justification. Romans chapter 5 Being therefore justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have our access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only this, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were yet weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For no one will hardly die for a righteous person, yet perhaps for a good person someone would even dare to die. But God commends his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we will be saved from God's wrath through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we will be saved by his life. Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Therefore, as sin entered into the world through one person and death through sin, so death passed to all people because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not charged when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those whose sins were not like Adam's disobedience, who is a foreshadowing of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if by the trespass of one the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift of the grace of the one, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not as through one who sinned. For the judgment came by one to condemnation, but the free gift followed many trespasses to justification. For if by the trespass of the one, death reigned through the one, so much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So then, as through one trespass all were condemned, even so through one act of righteousness all were justified to life. For as through the one's disobedience many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one, many will be made righteous. The law came in that the trespass might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded more exceedingly, that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? May it never be. 
We who died to sin, how could we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we also might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, we will also be part of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. For the one who has died has been freed from sin. But if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin one time, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Thus, consider yourselves also to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, don't let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Also, do not present your members to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin will not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then, shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? May it never be. Don't you know that when you present yourselves as servants and obey someone, you are the servants of whomever you obey, whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness? But thanks be to God, that whereas you were bondservants of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were delivered. Being made free from sin, you became bondservants of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For as you presented your members as servants to uncleanliness and to wickedness upon wickedness, even so now present your members as servants to righteousness for sanctification. For when you were servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit then did you have at that time in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and having become servants of God, you have your fruit of sanctification and the result of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 7 Or don't you know, brothers and sisters, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a person for as long as they live. For the woman that has a husband is bound by law to the husband while he lives. But if the husband dies, she is discharged from the law of the husband. So then, if, while the husband lives, she is joined to another man, she would be called an adulteress. 
But if the husband dies, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she is joined to another man. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you also were made dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you would be joined to another, to the one who was raised from the dead, that we might produce fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions which were through the law worked in our members to bring out fruit to death. But now we have been discharged from the law, having died to that in which we were held, so that we serve in newness of the Spirit and not in oldness of the letter. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? May it never be. However, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I wouldn't have known coveting unless the law had said, You shall not covet. But sin, finding occasion through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of coveting. For apart from the law, sin is dead. I was alive apart from the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. The commandment, which was for life, this I found to be for death. For sin, finding occasion through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. Therefore the law indeed is holy, and the commandment holy, righteous, and good. Did then that which is good become death to me? May it never be. But sin, that it might be shown to be sin, was producing death in me through that which is good that through the commandment sin might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am fleshly, sold under sin. For I don't understand what I am doing. For I don't practice what I desire to do, but what I hate, that I do. But if what I don't desire, that I do, I consent to the law that it is good. So now it is no more I that do it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For desire is present with me, but I don't find it doing that which is good. For the good which I desire I don't do, but the evil which I don't desire, that I practice." But if what I don't desire, that I do, it is no more I that do it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the law, that while I desire to do good, evil is present. For I delight in God's law after the inward person. But I see a different law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity under the law of sin which is in my members. What a wretched one I am! Who will deliver me out of the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve God's law, but with the flesh, sin's law.